San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. March Madness, you generally think basketball, but the NFL, they're <laughs> taking over that one. And it was yesterday with what the Seattle Seahawks did yesterday in trading away Russell Wilson and then releasing Bobby Wagner. So you think about that news and you go, Seattle, what are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? We've got the guy that knows, maybe. Absolutely. Uh, He's got so some insight you there, reach for sure. To a friend of the show, a Seahawk legend, Marcus Trufant, joining us now on the Blitz. Marcus, when you heard the news yesterday that it actually happened, what was your initial reaction on the trade of Russ to Denver? My initial reaction, of course, was the open mouth and kind of like the jaw dropping. Um, thought that you thought that there was always this talk, right? It, that Russell Wilson would never leave us and this would never happen. And I think uh, that goes for a lot of the 12s around the community. And the 12s, I mean the 12th man. I don't know if you guys know about Seahawks fans out here, but that's how we get down. You know, Marcus, <laughs> in, the, in this part of the country, the Aggies that are listening believe you guys stole the 12s from them because A&M is known for the 12th man. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why do you think Russell ultimately wanted that trade? Did he see the writing on the wall? Is Are the Seahawks not going to be so good over the next couple of years? Or was he just tired? Was there a bad taste? Have you Have you heard anything as to why he wanted to make that move? I haven't heard exactly, man, but I know from my point of view, I think it's maybe just taking a chance. You know, Russell is very, um, very, very intentional, right? And everything that he does, he he has a great team around him. His uh, wife and his kids, everything he does, it's like a method to the madness. So that's probably what it is. I know Russ is at this superstar status, and I don't know if he felt like, he was maybe capped out in Seattle, right? And he wants to do some other things, and he wants to branch out maybe um, off of the field. And I think that could be a big part of it. You know, as we visit with Marcus Trufant here on the Blitz, we saw you a couple of weeks ago in L.A. on Super Bowl Radio Row. And, you know, you, you talk a little bit about the idea that Russ would get traded and, and like Aaron Rodgers, and it's just rare that a superstar quarterback actually does move. And so they announced the trade, and I thought, quite frankly, Seattle got a nice haul in return for a player like Russell Wilson, which sets the, I think, kind of the the bar, if you will, on the Deshaun Watson trade once his legal mess gets taken care of. You know, there's going to be plenty of people lining up for Deshaun Watson. Do you think Seattle is going to be in play for Deshaun once the legal stuff gets taken care of? I think with Pete Carroll and John Snyder, um, you have to be, be in a frame of mind that you can never say never, right? Just like we thought the Russell Wilson trade was never going to happen. It happened. These guys are known for doing things um, and thinking outside of the box and doing things that people may not deem as being um, right. 
but they've been winning, right? If you talk about gambling, their um, odds have been pretty good, right? So I would not put that past Pete and John, but again, you never know. I guess I'm straddling the fence right there, but <laughs> Pete and John do a lot of creative stuff, and they've been winning. Um, they kind of got that magic, right? And you never really know, and they do things outside of the box, take people in later rounds and do certain things, and these guys become uh, – stars and that's what they really kind of um built their success on well you know marcus when you look at this thing and as, as sad as seahawk fans are to see russell wilson go i mean they got a pretty good haul in return some some things that they can certainly work with moving forward i would totally agree with that um some people in this community will say that it looks like they uh <laughs> in theory, traded Jamal Adams for Russ because they're trying to get these first-round picks back. Mm -hmm. well, they did get these first-round picks back, but um, that's kind of like a jokey thing. It's kind of like a meme that I've seen floating around. But they did get a pretty big load, man, with the first-round pick. They got the second-round pick, a fifth. They got a couple good young players. So um, I think it's a good building block to – to start this rebuild thing, right? And I don't know if anybody has said that officially, but um, it kind of looks like that's the direction they're going on this rebuild thing. I got to wait and see um, what they do at the quarterback position if they're going to draft or if they're going to pick up an older guy that's already doing his thing. But um, but only time will tell. Now that said, I, I mean, do you do you and I agree, Marcus, that uh, Drew Locke is not the quarterback <laughs> answer that did come over in the trade? <laughs> you're not going to get me to get on <laughs> the radio and say that, but I would say uh, Drew Locke is probably a good um, secondary option if things hit the fan. But um, I think Drew Locke is a good part of the package, man. I think it works. Yeah, I think, Marcus, I think politics is in your future. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a great non-answer. Like Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and the other big news out of Seattle is, uh, is Bobby Wagner being released after 10 years with the Seahawks. That had to, uh, I don't know if it's surprising because it, it seems like teams now, you know, the, the loyalty, I guess, is just not there anymore, and it's all about saving some bucks on the salary cap. Right, man. Um at this one with Bobby Wagner, for me personally, this uh, hurt. You see a guy that's been here for a long time and a guy that's been doing it at a high level um, for a long time. I missed the consistency, um, pro bowls and all pros, and just missed to tackle everything, right? So it's, it's tough. It's a tough deal. But this business of football, man, um, that's really what it is. They try to make you feel old um, as soon as you hit the 30s right but Bobby has a lot of good football left in him I put him in the right situation I think he continues um to be Bobby right but just for the business side of it for the Seahawks um I guess that supposedly it didn't work all right Marcus I I, I gotta ask with you know how it works down here and I'm sure it's the same in Seattle you see a big name get released and you go cowboys how, how, how is that going to affect the cowboys right but you look at dan quinn the defensive coordinator of the cowboys and his relationship with bobby wagner there obviously is some love between the two if the cowboys can get the dollars to work out 
would the Cowboys be getting in 2022 a Bobby Wagner that we expect, or has he lost some? And, and you're a defensive player. You, you know this guy well. What Bobby Wagner would the Cowboys be getting if he were to land in Dallas? If Bobby Wagner was to go to Dallas, I think they get a heck of a football player, player uh, a heck of a leader, and an awesome guy off the field that does a ton of work in the community. So um, they will be getting a special player. I'm not sure if that's in the works yet. I know in theory that sounds good. If you get your old D coordinator and you can make things happen, right? I kind of had the same situation my last couple of years. I tried to go to Jacksonville, uh, chasing Gus Bradley. I was old. I was slowed down a little bit, and I got released training camp. But um, – <laughs> Bobby is still a baller, man. I think he has a lot of life left. Um, And um, just like you said, if he went to the Cowboys, I think it would be a special situation. So, you know, either way, Bobby Wagner's not going to be unemployed long. I I think we can all agree to that, don't you think? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I mean, I'm looking at his stats from last year. I mean, the guy has played three straight years every game. Last year he did play in... In, in 16, um, I'm looking at 170 combined tackles, 93 solo, uh, 77 assists. I mean, those are better numbers than in 2020. And, you know, when I'm trying to read all the different things on Bobby Wagner, I say, well, he's lost a step. He's not the same player. And maybe he's at that level. And I remember when the Cowboys let DeMarcus Ware go, or, you know, they're in the deal right now with DeMarcus Lawrence. Uh, but that's more about dollars than production or dollars equaling production. With Bobby Wagner, did his dollars equal their production, or was it just time for Seattle to move on? Uh, man, that's hard to say. I think you can make anything work if you really wanted to make it work, right? There's a lot of money out there. There's different options. And I talked about Pete and John earlier. Um, they're the masters of making the unthinkable happen and to make things work so i just don't think it fit the business and with the release of or, or the uh trade of breath i think that played a big role if you think about okay if we're going to scrap this thing and we're going to start over we might as well really scrap this thing and start over so um for me that's kind of what i was thinking but again if you talked about bobby's numbers man and this dude is still doing it at a high level so how can you say he's lost a step I know that he's getting older, but you put him in the right situation, and an old dog could really it, it, go out there and then it be a dog, right? So <laughs> I think it's got to be the right situation. He's going to ball, man. Uh, Mar- Marcus, he's lost a step, man. The stats are in there. I mean, he, he was a second-team All-Pro this year, which ended his streak of five years of being first-team All-Pro. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, if he goes to Dallas, I'm hoping play offensive line because that's Stop. that's what they need. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, Marsh, you got to put on your your analyst hat here for me because we see well, obviously the trade with Russell Wilson, and you see um, Aaron Rodgers with a huge contract to stay in Green Bay. Carson Wentz now just traded to the Washington Commanders. This quarterback shuffle thing, man, is pretty exciting, don't you think? The quarterback shuffle thing, um, very exciting for for, um, fans and for probably for coaches and GMs, et cetera. Not as exciting, probably very stressful. But um, 
it, this is a part of the business, right, man? And the quarterback position is very important, um, not just for um, being in charge and being the, the coach on the field pretty much, right? This is the, the person you put in charge of your franchise. As your quarterback goes, they're supposed to be the leader. Everybody's kind of supposed to follow that example and then really make things happen. So um, I just think it's very interesting that um, – that is going down like this, man. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would be in Green Bay. I thought that was going to be kind of different because every year it's like, if you talk about this, it seems like he's going to leave. But I guess when you throw the bag at him like that, <laughs> it pretty much gave my offer. He couldn't refuse. Uh, I couldn't refuse. But yeah, this this quarterback thing is very, um, very different. But I think it's going to be good for football. Marcus Trufant joining us here on the Blitz, Seattle Seahawk legend. What I just heard you say is what I've said many times. I want an NFL player, a veteran, to to verify. When a player says it's not about the money, ultimately, when it's all said and done, it's about the money. <laughs> it's always about the money. Man. It is always about the money. I don't care what anybody says. It's always about the money. You know, that, that said, and it's, it's about the money both ways. In the business side of football, you know, fans can get mad at players. They can get mad at teams. Players holding out for their contract. At some point as a player, you've got to try to go get yours. And then sometimes you've got yours, and and then all of a sudden you've got so much the team lets you go. The loyalty, it's not a two-way street. Take us inside the mindset of an NFL player this time of year where you know, you might see a teammate trade, you might see a teammate get cut because they make too much money. And Dallas Amari Cooper is going through it. Demarcus Lawrence, and it's all over the league like that. Give us the mindset of an NFL player when you watch your team changing because of the contract. Right, man. It's one of those things, like, I mean, as far as playing defense, you could have a couple good plays, and you can live in that moment for a short while because the next play could be a touchdown over your head. You always got to be even. And if you build these relationships with different guys on the team, and you build this locker room bond, but you know that that is temporary, right? It's not always going to be like this, and that's how you kind of got to navigate. You're all in. You're, you're, um, that you're invested, of course, while you're there. You're invested in the relationship. You're invested in the locker room. You're invested on the uh, team, but you know that that could be gone tomorrow. So you kind of just live by this, and it's a day-by-day thing. It's scary. It's uncomfortable, but – it's the life that we live, and um, it's tough. And that's why players always try to get it up front. I want to get this much guaranteed. I want my contract to be guaranteed. I want to hold out. I want to do this and that. And a lot of fans, it's hard for them to understand that. Absolutely. But, but as we've seen, and especially it seems like as we go forward in the NFL, I mean, the business of business has really taken over, and there just doesn't – there is no loyalty. Was there ever, Marcus, in, in your time playing football – whether it was a loyalty thing to a team or um, or the team to the player, anything like that? I feel like the loyalty was there, but loyalty does not uh, trump business. It's always going to be business first. And, you know, when some teams or some coaches or somebody, in the, uh, somebody upstairs says that my hands are tied, Sometimes that's really the situation, right? Because the loyalty can only go so far, but it will never trump the business. 
Come back to the dollar. That's both it. Both ways. Marcus Trufant, Seattle Seahawk legend, friend of the show. Appreciate you jumping on because, man, Seattle, in a kind of a negative way, the eye of the sports world is on. They're going, I can't believe they did that. And then they, they followed it up with Wagner. And if I'm DK Metcalf and he put out on social, man, this one hurt. I, yeah. I know my wife's from Seattle. My, my family that lives up in that area, they're distraught right now. It's, it's incredible <laughs> what's going on in Seattle. It's a little crazy right now. I guess the good thing about today is that the sun is out. It's not raining here, so we're doing okay. Well, when Deshaun Watson's playing quarterback next year, everything's going to be okay. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Marcus, man, appreciate you jumping on with us, man. Have the great, uh, a great rest of your day. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Marcus Trufant.